Welcome to Women in Chemicals, Woman of the Week. I'm Amelia. And I'm Kylie. And this afternoon, we are joined by Candice LaCourt, District Manager at Harcross Chemicals. Hi, Amelia. Hi, Kylie. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us, Candice. This episode is sponsored by our newest corporate sponsor, Harcross Chemicals. For over 100 years, Harcross Chemicals has been delivering unique, sustainable solutions to their customers across North America. This year, they're proud to become a corporate sponsor of Women in Chemicals and and our mission to build a more diverse, inclusive, and equitable future for our chemical industry. As an employee-owned specialty chemical manufacturer and distributor, Harcross is driven by the following principle. Working together, we can create a positive impact on and enrich the lives of their customers and the community around them. From their regional offices across the country to their state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the globe, their experienced technical staff is here to help you source the right solution or specialty chemical that will take your business to the next level. To learn more about the products and services Harcross offers, potential career opportunities, or commitment to building a more sustainable future, connect with them on LinkedIn or visit their website. Perfect. So cool to have our our corporate sponsor being represented today with with Candice also being a part of Harcross. That's so cool. And and we're very grateful for, I think, the multifaceted support that comes from Harcross for Women in Chemicals. Really cool to see. So, Candice... If you could, please, um, we always like to kick these off, uh, learning a bit about you, how you got into the industry, uh, what your educational and career background is, and what led you to your current role today. Sure. Um, I am the district manager of New England for Harcross, essentially. So that's our Nashua, New Hampshire facility and our Westmark, Maine facility. This has been my whole career. I uh, grew up in southern New Hampshire in Nashua, and I went to college at Suffolk University to pursue a degree in government. While I was in undergrad, I worked all of these different temp jobs to make ends meet and pay for books. And one of them was at Harcross. And so I was a lowly temp that they kept calling back. And <laughs> when I graduated in 2007, I sat my mentor down and said, I either that was a, you know, a decision-making moment for me. I either have to go or I need a job. So they hired me full-time and I have been here ever since in just about every role you can imagine. I started filing and answering phones and then customer service, purchasing, office management, operations, and now I'm a district manager. Perfect. So I, I apologize and maybe it was me, but there was a little bit of a glitch there. So it sounded like you had a lot of, of roles up until district manager. You mentioned, I think, customer service, purchasing. What were the other couple? Um, office manager, operations. If short of a forklift and a truck, I've, I could have done the whole place. <laughs> We've done it all. I think that's such a valuable perspective to hold, though, within the organization, Um, the many perspectives and kind of your holistic whole picture of how the company operates. I think you're you're a terrific asset for for Harcross. So um, you mentioned, Candice, that you had to kind of sit down with your mentor to, to have kind of this pivotal moment to stand up for yourself and say, okay, this is a turning point for me. Can you talk a little bit about that experience, how you felt? Um. And, you know, what you learned from that experience, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
I will say first and foremost that I've had incredible mentors in my career. And I think part of that is luck. Uh, Jim Grady was the regional manager up in New England for many, many years. And even as a temp, I think the, the day he hired me, he looked at me and said, this will be your office someday. So he was really a cheerleader for, um, you know, nurturing my strengths and he took me under his wing. And, and I think eventually I was his succession plan. This was always his vision for me. Um, I had always envisioned going to law school. That's what I was gonna do with, with uh, if I wanted to be a lawyer. And Jim, at the time, the, um, the return on investment for law school wasn't the best. And he convinced me that this was where I belonged and I've never looked back. Certainly don't regret it. I've made a, a wonderful career for myself. Absolutely. It's so cool to see the long-term support and have someone that sees a future for you and helps you through that. I think that's incredible. Is Jim still a part of your your career journey today? I wish he was. He passed away a few years ago, unfortunately. Sorry um, to hear that, but what a good legacy that you carry with you from it, your his, his legacy is incredibly important to me, and it's um, definitely part of my day-to-day trying to very cool thank you for sharing that Candace so you know we kind of hinted at it a little bit when we talked about how you had to sit down and kind of make this career decision for yourself early on um I probably can assume that that hasn't been the only situation where you've had to really vouch for yourself um and kind of sell yourself and and find your your success um, can you talk about some of those other experiences throughout your multiple hats that you've worn within this industry where you have had to vouch for yourself and maybe even for other women in the industry? I think that you always have to advocate for yourself. Um, I don't, I mean, that's not just at work and in our industry, that's at a doctor's office, that's at, you know, taking care of your kids at school. It's important to have the confidence to advocate for yourself. I do have to say that I've had very, progressive and forward-thinking leadership at Harcross. Even my current manager, Wade, is incredibly supportive and respectfully candid. You know, if there's an area where I, I need to improve and show growth, he's not afraid to, to say that and, and, and sort of push me to meet my potential. And um, I, I feel very comfortable saying no, I, I think I need to be looked at for this role or because I do have such a, a transparent and comfortable relationship with our leadership. They're very accessible, which I don't know that is the case across our, our industry, to be honest. But um, to be honest, I, I called Mark Hamilton just this afternoon and he's our CEO to, to chat with him a little bit about this interview. And having that accessibility is incredibly valuable. I think that's awesome. I think you, you spoke to two things that we've discussed in different ways throughout our many interviews over our time over the last year. And you talked about how you felt as though you're, you're comfortable speaking for yourself in the, in the environment that you're in. And I go to uh, an interview or a panel discussion we had with one of our advisory board members, Jean Zappia, and how she talked about one of her key moments that she carries with her was a, a situation where she thought she had a job in her back pocket 
um, but she didn't speak up about her interest in it. So she didn't get the job. And I think it's so great to hear that there are, you know, these complete opposite ends of the spectrum and there are learning moments that help us to get to, to the side where you, where you might be Candace, where you do feel comfortable putting your name in that hat and speaking up about it. Um, I think that's really great to hear. And it's also really cool to hear that you can, you know, call up your CEO and, and have some candid conversations about whatever it might be at the time. I love that. Amelia, any thoughts to share? I love the idea of the, the radical candor that your boss has with you, Candice. I think that's so important. And something that I found in my career as I progress, I used to take feedback very hard, almost personally. And now I see it. It's so much like someone showing you care. They want you to improve. They want you to grow. Right. Um, and like the fact that you have that relationship with a boss who's just willing to tell you exactly what you need to do. And then you, on the other hand, feel very comfortable to say, this is what I want to be considered for. That's a very special dynamic. I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm fortunate. And that, that is the culture here at Harcross, I, I have to say. Um, and I try to exercise that same candor with my direct reports to, mm -hmm. to help promote them to be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So can I ask you a follow-up question as a manager? This is something I'm struggling with recently. How, as an employee, can we differentiate between candor and being too demanding? Great question. I'm just too demanding, probably. Um, <laughs> um, uh, wow. I think demands are an entirely different area when you identify a trend with an employee and it can be as simple as um, vocal fry or when you, when you speak publicly, you um, 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 which I am myself working on and being able to comfortably say to them, this is something you need to work on as a professional representation of yourself. You know, you can improve in this area or uh, as simple as how you're writing an email signature, things like that, that just bring you tiny little details that bring you to another level. I don't think that reads as demanding, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it, it's truly showing care that you want to um, bring somebody up to another level of professionalism. I think that's a good point. So like, I think the word demanding has a negative connotation to it, but I think you can reframe it to like, so say someone perceives me as demanding, right? Being aware of the negative connotation that comes with it, maybe I just need to try and frame where my passion and my care for that person or that feedback is coming from and have that lens instead of being, you know, harsh or kind of quick worded or, or whatever it might be in that situation. But I think for me to try to avoid, I guess, this whole umbrella of being too demanding it's important for me to frame it as, you know, how do I correctly communicate that this is just me saying that I care and I want you to succeed and I want us to succeed together, right? And why can't women be demanding? Well, and that's a good point too. You know, I I, I don't think um, our male counterparts would have a problem with being demanding. <laughs> well, I don't even think the word whatever demanding would be used for our male counterparts. They would say like, he's tough or he's a go-getter. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. He's hungry. <laughs> so be demanding, ladies. I don't have any problem with that. <laughs> but Kylie, I do think you make a really good point about framing and like communicating. And I think that's something definitely that you, if you can frame things differently, you're just communicating on a much higher level and you're kind of sure. giving your audience uh, a way to look at it, a mindset to approach it from, and that can make such a huge difference. So that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Good question, Amelia. I, good question. That's good. Um, I'm just trying so, to get some advice. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's a learning opportunity for everyone and hopefully everyone listening as well. Um, so Candace, can you tell us a little bit about what experiences and skills you value and think as, you know, you know, key experiences and skills to help you be successful throughout your whole career journey? What are those kind of key things that you keep in mind as you do, you know, end of year reviews or as you look for what's next or as you evaluate where you've been? I think what has made me successful and what I find myself looking for in others is first a sense of urgency and in distribution, it's a, it's a bit of a unique niche in, in this industry, but in distribution, a sense of urgency is critical to our success. And um, the ability to think critically, and especially in the climate we are in right now, you need to be able to think on your feet, you need to be able to think creatively, you need to think outside of the box and find a solution problem. And people that can take that next step to think critically about a problem and find three or four or five different solutions, that is what I look for for my team. Good point, especially in today's environment. So I work in the procurement space myself and I think about how often over the last two years I've gone down the, okay, here's option A, this is our perfect case scenario, let's go to B and then C, D, E, F, however far. I've never gone far, as far down the list of options as I have in the last, you know, 18 months because of the environment that we're in. And I think it's a call out and you said it, this that critical thinking and that creative, you know, extra thought, that's an extra step that, you know, key, you know, high performing, successful colleagues, team members, whoever it might be, that's the steps that they're willing to take. That's what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a good point. Amelia, any thoughts? I think sense of urgency is major in, in any job, but Mm -hmm. I think especially in our industry and, I am a lunatic, so I act with like a sense of extreme urgency at all times. Um, Kylie knows this. I'm like always badgering her about everything. Like I'll follow (laughs) up with her the next day. Um, But Kylie, actually, I remember when we used to work together, like you were my quickest responding like procurement person. And we like got so much stuff done because you'd be like, and then I would fire right back at you. And that's so big. And I think people underestimate how much credibility you can gain, but also opportunity you can gain if you answer quickly, because then people start to see you as like, well, even if they can't help me, they'll tell me quickly. So I might as well just ask Sure. And from like either a business development or procurement standpoint, so much opportunity if you do act with urgency. Yeah. I think there's a balance too. I think I've gotten into this like buzzword of using reactionary 
So I think I've been very reactionary over the past, you know, 18 months, two years, whatever it may be, because of all of this influx of activity that's coming my way. And there are pros and cons to that, right? So there, there is that aspect of having a sense of urgency and recognizing the situation needs a quick response. Um, but I do think that there is a lack of focus around strategy, maybe as a result of that. So there's this like fine line of trying to balance how to recognize the quick turnaround, fast paced environment that we're working through, but how do you not only react to the short term, but prepare for that longer term relationship, supply position, whatever it is, right? So all the yeah. points. Yeah. All That's the points. A, such a good point. I feel like this past year we've done all tactical work because we're just trying to keep plants online. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it continues. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, you know, I don't yet see the light at the end of the tunnel here that we, you know, might have anticipated with the new year. But um, Candace, you talk a little bit about Jim, your your original mentor, um, and you talk about your boss today. Um, both of those, I believe, uh, are, are male counterparts. Mm -hmm. um, would be interested to understand how you have felt in terms of support of women in professional environments throughout your career journey. Um, and then anything that you can speak to regarding how we collectively as a group of women or in a, or our community together can support each other in, in this industry. Who I did not mention yet was my other key mentor, Michelle Fontaine, who is famous in these parts and certainly throughout Hargross for being the greatest of all time. There will never be another. <laughs> there will never be another. She was the greatest salesperson of all time. She was in our top five salespeople forever. She worked harder than anyone I've ever known. She taught me an incredible amount about work ethic. Um, it was an honor and a privilege to work with her and to learn from her. And the visibility of having somebody that powerful, but also um, with that much integrity working alongside me was everything I needed to know that this could be my career. And I do think that representation matters in that way. And I'm, I'm delighted to see over the past 15 years that there are more account managers that are women. There are more vendors that I'm working with that are women. There's more women going into sales, which had been you know predominantly male dominated. And it's starting to feel more inclusive it's, it's starting to feel a little more even. And um, the more visibility there is, I think the more we'll see that trend continue. You, you hit a lot of what we try to plan for, kind of slip into to our women in chemicals community to the best of our ability. I mean, this is a systemic thing, right? So we try our very best. Uh, but you talk about visibility, you talk about representation, you talk about how Michelle has represented, you know, a, 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 a woman in your industry that is like the pinnacle of success and proves to you that you can do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the more of those we get in this, this industry, the more women we get to represent that for, for everyone else, right? So I think that's fantastic that you were able to 
have that representation. And I hope as you're saying that there are only more and more of, of those representatives within the industry. That's certainly my goal is to be that representation for, you know, women coming into this industry. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, that's what we're grateful for. And, and being a part of our community, Candace, for women in chemicals too. Um, we want to help support you do that too. So um, as we come to kind of the close of, of the bulk of our questions for the interview, Candace, we always like to open it up for any, you know, tidbits of advice uh, or, or, you know, pieces of insights that you want to share with our community. So I'll, I'll pause and open that up for you. Well, I'm a mom of three, so a whole lot of, you know, podcasts or, you know, books, I'm not gonna be able to share too much with you because <laughs> my life is very much consumed between work and home. I, but I thought about this and I know this seems really simple, but I think for me and certainly for my new hires, it's really powerful there's always that point with a new hire where you're trained, you let them loose, and they have that first stressful day that feels totally overwhelming to them. And you see that they're about to crack, they need some support in that moment. And my go-to is always to remind them that in my career, there has never once been a problem that I have come across that I have not been able to solve. There's never once, and sure, it's not always, the answer you want. It's not always as quickly as you want it. It involves more work, involving more people, networking, figuring out how to solve the problem, but there is always an answer. And if you can give someone that confidence, it calms them to sort of think through that whatever roadblock is and, and get through it. It gives them that confidence, that boost to solve it on their own most of the time. And that's my mantra to this day, that when I have a huge problem come up and I think we all know there's been plenty over the past couple of years, uh -huh. there's a solution somewhere. You just gotta find uh -huh. that. I needed to hear that. <laughs> there is, Ms. Bailey. <laughs> yes, I definitely needed to hear that myself. I think I, like I said, I've gotten into this groove of just being very reactionary and like, whoa, how do I, how do I get there? And I've definitely even not as, you know, maybe a new hire, but even with new projects, new business clients, new teams, new roles, whatever it might be. I mean, we, we face these environments all the time, but you make a really good point. I'm still standing. I still have a job. I'm still here. So I like that. Amelia, any questions, comments? Candace, I want to know what you do for stress management, because you seem to just have such a like, calming aura and I need it. <laughs> you can call me anytime. <laughs> no, um, I guess there comes a point where you've seen most of it. And, you know, we had a really difficult couple of years. And as I mentioned previously, um, we, we lost my mentor. And six months after that, Michelle passed away. So I lost 75 years of um, knowledge in the span of six months and, and then the pandemic and then all the supply chain issues. And so I've made it this far. I'm good. <laughs> it's all good from here on out. Yeah. It's a bright future. Things are going to be easier. I think is right. So, yeah, I, I hope so. I think that's such a good perspective because what good does it do to kind of dwell on 
anything but that. Yes, it's there's always tomorrow. I think yeah, we got really to know another six months or a year of this, and, and then we're going to be bored. It's going to be sad. <laughs> Oh I'm not going to know what I, to do with ourselves. I'm living for the day that I feel <laughs> bored at work. <laughs> I don't know. There's always going to be something that you're you're going to want to look for, you know, elsewhere. You know, if we were sitting here bored, we'd say, gosh, I wish for the day I was so busy, oh, you know? We would find something to be stressed out exactly. about because that's, that's what that's motivates people to do, right? <laughs> exactly what we are. Exactly. Well, Candace, this is kind of the conclusion of the interview. I do want to open it up one more time for any last comments, questions, anything. Really grateful for your time. Really honored to be with you both. And um, really excited to see Harcross participating as a sponsor with your organization. I think what you guys are doing is really valuable and really important. So thank you. Thank you very much.